Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Happy Friday, Emer. Yeah, it's Friday again. God, that week went really fast. It did. Mm, and uh, mm. I suppose, I can't believe actually we're, we're starting to kind of even get into the whole uh, thought process of Halloween and stuff. You know, it's... it's not, oh, don't go there. Don't go there. I'm, I, I, no, no, I'm not having any more stuff coming into my house. I'm thinking of having a bit of a clear out. Yeah. The house that is, can't get rid of the kids, can't get rid of the husband. So yeah, that's the closest I'm going to get to yeah. clearing out, you know. But uh, what about you? Yeah, well, I definitely think my wife has the same opinion of me. I think she wants to mm. have a bit of a clear it as well, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm still cycling, uh, as you know. Are you? I'm, yeah, I'm hopefully, if COVID uh, allows, maybe in the in the new year, next year, I might actually uh, do an actual cycling event. So I'm ah, know, all right. I'll be hitting 50 that year, you know, so I might... Uh, Get on those tight shorts and get on the bike for real. Oh, that's too much information. That really is. You know. Um, I, I was going to say um, I'm still thinking back to our. Uh, now you've really ruined my thought process. I, I'm just throwing you off. Now, oh yeah. yeah, you have. Uh, no, I was going to say. You know, I, I'm I'm still kind of uh, trying to get over all the amazing tips we got from our last show, Kathy Wazell. It is Wazell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Wazell. Shh, don't she might be listening? Don't. Yeah, yeah, it's anyway, um, and she did such amazing, uh, you know, insights into Facebook ads and all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, she's kind of encouraged me. I like the fact that she didn't say I had to go on video. Yeah, although I'm still pushing you, and and I'm sure our special guest today, who is a master of video, will be kind of giving you some encouragement. But uh, yeah, I know she will. I know. But, yeah, but, but have you come across um, any any uh, any fun apps? They're usually pretty good on the. Yeah, new yeah. Um, well. This one I think you've used before um, because you know the way um, like we all have to keep up with the ever-changing face of social. Um, I've I've been playing with Cut Story. You know, it's more for iOS devices. You've used it. I'm sure you've used it because you are the gadget guy. Um, But it allows you to take video from your from your phone. Um, Not that you're ever on your phone, of course. Um, And direct and. (laughs) <laughs> you could put me off now. You're <laughs> still thinking about the cycling. Um, it makes it easier. You know, Facebook stories and Instagram stories are a big thing still. And um, it has some yep. pros and it has some cons. So I'll just give you the pros maybe. Um, it gives you uh, the opportunity to save your creation automatically. It does yep. not compromise on quality while saving because that can happen, you know, um, yep. some apps. Yep. Um, and you don't need the internet. Which is always good, you know, because mm. I've been having a few problems, you know, with my own internet. Um, but no, cut story, I have used it myself to kind of s- segment up uh, okay. videos okay. into 15 second parts. Now, um, what about the cons, would you say? Yeah, like I suppose I've just noticed sometimes it is time consuming and there has been some sort of um, app crashes and mm. uh, it does contain a watermark. But, you know, it is it is still a very useful app if you want to try and cut down some of those longer videos. Um, okay. So definitely, you know, if you haven't mm. come across Cut Story, give it a go. Um, and speaking of story, the story of of every show is when the spotlight goes on me, Emer, and I bring to you my social media joke. I was hoping my Wi-Fi would go down now, but it's not going <laughs> to happen, is it? No, it's not. You are here to hear today's joke. 
So, so uh, I was going to say, is there any, ta- any chance? Um, and I hope our guest does not mind because I'm going to, I have a sense of humor, as you know, Philip, especially being on the show. Um, maybe we can turn back time on this one because uh, you ain't got me, uh, babe, on this one. I know you haven't. <laughs> That's a joke reference. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, there's only one comedian on the show, and it's oh, not okay. Jimmer, you know? I didn't do well. Okay, fair enough. Go, go for yeah, it. No, go no. for it. Oh, okay, oh. okay, all right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Why did the ghosts marketing campaign fail? Was it too transparent? Oh, you're very close. No, you could see right through it. Oh, that's actually good. Oh, that is quite good. Oh, 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 we got oh. a no from the guest. Oh. That's a good one. Oh. <laughs> That's good. That's, uh-huh. a, that's a good one, yeah. Uh, well, do you know what? Normally I say, all I have to say is, if you find today's social media joke anyway engaging, that wasn't actually bad. Um, yeah. And you'd love more of them. Maybe up your game here, you know, with your cycling and all yeah. the rest. You're in luck, everyone. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to our podcast on the Let's Get Social show on iTunes, Spotify, Podbeam and the Dublin South FM website. And uh, if you heard the background, that uh, very fervent O uh, to my joke, which I'm so grateful for. Thank you. Um, we have a special guest today uh, who's going to talk to us. We're going to delve into the world of personal branding related to social. It's a very interesting subject. And our special guest is 100% on point, a real expert on this area. We're delighted to introduce you to Cher Jones, who's the founder of a Socially Active, a social media training and coaching agency in Toronto, Canada. And Cher is a corporate social media trainer, keynote speaker, one-to-one personal branding coach, um, teaching professionals how to brand themselves and use social media at work for work. You know, she's worked with internationally with a variety of organizations, including Rogers, the City of Toronto, Hong Kong Police, Poker Stars, BlackBerry, Industrial Alliance, Meeting Planners International, the UK Trade and Investment, and the Ontario Ministry of Education. And definitely you should check out Share on all of our social channels and especially on Twitter, where I've been kind of watching a lot of our uh, mm. hashtag just ask share videos, you know, where our tag is it's share Jones and definitely super videos. Check them out. And without further ado, all I can say is welcome to Let's Get Social Share. Thank you so much for having me. This is an exciting time. I got the jokes. And also, I even, remember, I connected with your joke, seeing as my name is Share. Yeah, I heard that yeah, about you, babe. Yeah. I, I made the connection. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> I was hoping he wouldn't share out his joke, but we weren't going to go that. <laughs> yeah. but, um... Well, you know, I could turn back time. Yeah, so could I. I wish. Share, share. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sliding doors and all that. Um, I was yeah. going to say, Share, uh, we always ask our guests what our opinion of our social media comedian is. Do you think that's his personal brand? I am wondering. Um, I think it's a part of your personal brand. I think it's something that makes you endearing. And whether the jokes are good or not, it's something that we can expect. And part of the branding process when you're going down that path is really putting in these things where people remember you and make you, because I mean, you think about it. There's so many podcast hosts. There's so many people who talk about social media, but that's how you make yourself stand out. And it's authentic to who you are, you know, uh, corny jokes and all. It is all good, Philip. You you rock you rock those corny jokes and you keep on going because people love it. Sure, you're on the top yeah. of the Christmas list. Definitely. Yeah, I think he, I, I said last time he's looking to open, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, you get them uh, in Canada is uh, Christmas crackers. 
Um, yes. Yes, you do? yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's on He's on to something there, you know, with his, his mm. corny jokes. So Christmas, <laughs> Christmas could be in, in very interesting, you know. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But, but Chair, listen, it is great to have you on the show um, because this whole area of personal branding is a very interesting space. And mm. there's lots of different opinions. Um, and I suppose, you know, uh, I suppose it was one of the reasons why we wanted to get you on the show because mm-hmm. you've got a real good handle and a real expertise in a sense of what's right, what's wrong, how to really, I suppose, focus on this area. I suppose to kick off the question, Cher, what is personal branding when it comes to social presence, in your opinion? Okay. So it's interesting because right from right off the top, I think at this point, which will also bring some of your listeners a huge relief, is not everybody needs a personal brand. And I know that's so contrary to what we've been hearing. You have a personal brand. You have a personal brand. You have a personal brand. I feel like Oprah right now. But here's, here's where I'm really, as I've grown in this space, and I've been working in this space full time for over seven years now. So it's not my first rodeo. I've been doing this for a while and I specifically focus on helping professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs develop their personal brands or, and this is the distinction, a credible online digital presence because I think that not a personal brand and a personal branding strategy requires ongoing effort. It requires you to not only articulate what it is you do and how you serve so that when people look you up, they know exactly what it is you do and how you can help them. Mm. And they, it is designed. So that's the baseline. So that's what I would call a credible digital presence. And that is what every professional, every entrepreneur requires. And oftentimes people confuse that with a personal brand. And I'll explain why there's a difference is because now more than ever, especially as this digital acceleration of life and work has come into play since COVID, we rely on our digital presence more than ever before to influence and to connect, or I I guess connect then influence. And so everybody needs, when I look you up, you need to have a credible presence, but do you need a personal brand? And this is the distinction. No, I believe that there are people who need to amplify their presence. They have different goals where it's like they're set up because they want to build a broader reach. They want to, um, outside of you know how they do business every day, they want to be known as someone, well, let's call it business famous. They want to be known in the industry. They want to be known on a wider level in their companies, or they be want they want to know within their peers that they are the expert within the media. This requires a personal branding strategy requires a credible digital presence. But then now, what are you doing to amplify that brand? Get it out there. And this is where the branding strategy comes into play with content, with relationship building, with the right people. And it's just basically a credible digital presence on steroids. But not everybody needs to do this. And I think it takes away some of the stress that you don't need to have a personal brand in what it takes now. Mm-hmm. So yes. you're saying you don't have to, but then if you want to, and you're saying like, I, I want to really stand out a little bit differently, what would you say the benefits to you as an individual to have a personal brand? Right. And then, so, 
And let me put in a little addendum to that because we all have a personal brand, meaning a reputation. But when it comes to a social personal brand, an online digital brand, that it depends on your goals, right? Because some people, most professionals, all they want, and quite frankly, all they need is when I look you up, I trust you. When I look you up, I want to work either for you or with you. And that's all they need. So that means they have to invest the time, effort, and energy articulating what they bring to the table and how they serve. But does that mean that they have to go out and create content? Does it mean that they have to go out and guest on other people's shows like what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, does it mean that they have to go out and, 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 and just follow people, connect with people that they don't care about, that they don't know about and all that kind of stuff that, they, that goes in their minds of this pressure of, I don't need to do that to perform what I do at work or even as a leader. But here's the distinction is as if you have goals that require you to expand your network beyond a functional network. So the people that you need to talk to in order to do what you have to do, the people who need to know about you, Mm. you have a bigger perception of what you want to accomplish. That is when you're moving from the credible digital presence to an online personal brand where you have a, it's really in, in the case that I'm talking about, it is really a marketing strategy to, to amplify who you are, to get much more reach, to create opportunity because credibility, and then this is the second part, visibility creates opportunity. So when you add those two together, that's when it becomes an amplified version. So all I want people to walk away with this conversation, which you know is already, they're thinking, wait, everybody said I need a personal brand. Well, we have one, yes, but when it comes to an online personal brand, that's a more of a strategy that requires a lot more work that you may not need to do. But what you do need to do is invest the time, effort, and energy into positioning yourself online. So when I look you up, I know what you do and how you can help. Yeah, it makes a, it makes an awful lot of sense because I think you know one of my queries I always kind of work with clients and is the strategic side, you know, and yeah, when you set up those goals and even for your personal side, like I know obviously myself and Emer and just like yourself, like we're all entrepreneurs um, yes. working for ourselves, and I suppose with the way that I say would portray myself on the show here or when I'm liaised with clients or the type of content I put out to a certain extent, exactly just saying there is a sort of um, that credibility of, well, I get a feeling when I watch Philip's videos and the way he portrays himself and the way he talks and his type of his language, I get a sense of that Philip, yes, he's professional, but he's also approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I suppose that then sort of overlays onto brand curly marketer. That, yes. you know, Philip is a professional, but he knows himself and he I, he seems like a, a nice fella that I could work with. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think so. I think you're right. I think there is a sort of, um, it's it, it's trying to kind of, a lot of common sense as well. Would that be right, Chair? Like there is kind of common sense that, you know, if you want to have a, a social presence that's producing credibility and trustworthy, but your content or even how you portray when you meet someone personally is totally not aligned with that, that the things have to gel. That that would be a fair thing to say, yeah? Mm. Oh, absolutely. Because what we have to look at it is a credible 
digital presence is the anchor to your personal brand. Mm. The personal branding strategy, quite frankly, is what you're doing to get out there. And that's what you're doing to make those connections. And this is just to say that many entrepreneurs, we absolutely need to develop our personal brands. And, and those are the people I work with is like, what kind of content do you need to create to get out there to achieve the goals, the business goals? right mm. through your personal brand. Yeah. But then it's just to remind people, because there's a lot of people who won't embark on this process because they're thinking big picture personal branding when they need to be focusing on a credible digital presence. And a lot of people actually struggle. And I also work with, so it's like two camps that I work with. Mm. People need to better articulate how they serve. Because most people in, in my playground that I play the most in is LinkedIn. And most people look like they're looking for a job when they use their pla this platform every day to conduct business and build relationships. Yeah. Right? But it's on a micro level, whereas personal branding is on a macro level. Yeah. yeah. So you have to, as you would say, across the board, whatever platforms you're on, have a consistent message you know, show your, show your personality where you can. Um, mm -hmm. People like myself are not as enthusiastic about video. So, um, right. so you know, um, you, you have to look at other ways. So look, I, I find like, you know, the podcast and the radio show and, and I did say this year I will go on video. So um, it's a long year still, isn't it? It's a few months left. Um, so, yeah. you know, getting out there and can be difficult. So, mm -hmm. um, as you say, if you have the same sort of tone of voice, maybe in your posts and what you share, no pun, in <laughs> pun intended share. Sharing is caring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, I think that's just as important, you know, your, you know, your tone of voice. And I think tone to a degree, and here's, especially at the personal brand level, when we're looking at a marketing strategy, totally different right? Mm. But when we're talking at the personal brand level, what we have are a lot of options because each network allows us to show a different side of who we are. Yeah. And it all reflects us at the end of the day. But here's where I get people to think about this because that doesn't give you a license to go crazy on one and not the other. Mm -hmm. What you need to make sure is that one network will not embarrass or cost opportunity cost you opportunities from another network. So if you're wilding out on Instagram and then you have this straight-laced presence on, on LinkedIn, they are opposing and they will cost you opportunities either way. Yeah. But it's okay to focus one aspect of who you are on, on one network and focus the other aspect. But I have to feel like it's the same person at the end of the day. It's just a different yeah. side. So it's like when the more networks you use is the more 360 vision of who you are. Mm -hmm. And then if you are cognizant of maintaining that credibility of who you are, even on a personally professional level or on a professionally personal level. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, as long as one embarrass one network doesn't embarrass the other, you should be good. I think that the advent of all these different networks um, has added a little bit of a complexity because before we had Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now we have Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, like Snapchat. Oh, yeah. there. <laughs> you know yeah. what I TikTok. mean? So we have Bebo. exactly. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> whoa. whoa. 
Whoa, Phil. Yeah, what's, up? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Orca. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, lab. MySpace. Hey. Yes. Hey, I was on MySpace before MySpace was cool. Okay. Wow. Don't let this millennial looking face <laughs> fool you. I am Gen X all the way. But it was very funny because we did have a, um, we were talking about before was TikTok and we just sort of said to ourselves, mm, is this for us? Is it not for us? Yes. Um, and if it's not for you, don't go there, you know, because exactly. Yeah. So it's be- unnecessary for me. And yeah. it's not about, it's not about telling some, you got to look at the strategy. What's the point and how much effort are you going to put in mm. because it's, a, and you know, we, we, mm. we deal with this FOMO because it's like, you know, jump on the emerging platforms early so you can build your following and be like Gary Vee and all that stuff. Cause that's, that would be his advice. Jump in, get it mm. early while you still can. Right. Mm. But then it's like, but for what? What other mistakes do you see that people are doing? I think doing? the number one mistake that people do with personal branding is is bad marketing. They start, it's, it becomes you-centered or me-centered marketing as opposed to how I help and how I serve. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about all the things they've done, the clients they've worked with, but it's never about their clients first. So I think the, uh, another error that I talked about earlier is that people in business, people as entrepreneurs are showing up as job seekers on LinkedIn when mm. you've got the about section that allows you to truly articulate how you help people because it will give people the language to either talk about you and refer you or just talk about you in the sense of this is the person I'm working with, yeah. right? Mm. So that customer-centric framing is really important. And when you start, and this is, I think, the biggest problem is you got to start with the problem that you solve and the people that you help. And if all of your content is born out of that, it will take time and it will get there. So speaking of time, a lot of people expect miracles within a month. Mm. You know, they spend a month and that seems like 30 days so long. It's been a month and I'm not getting it. No, this takes time. Yeah. Right. And there's so many moving components um, and figuring out the algorithm and not working the algorithm. So that would be another mistake that people get is that they're posting at the wrong time or they're not social. So they're, 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 I call it posting and ghosting. So they post and then they're out of the network thinking this is advertising social media and leveraging these platforms. It is not advertising. You had a guest on the last show where it was a, that's advertising that is, but it's still, it's a hybrid form of advertising because it's still about creating content Mm -hmm. and value through ads. Like it's a totally different thing, but people are treating it like it's a flyer that they can post something Mm -hmm. and that's it. And then they're not even around to sticking around for the comments or the interaction and then on top of that, if they are not active in the network, it mm. doesn't work because social yep. media doesn't work unless you do the work. So mm. those are, so if I were to recap, it's like, you've got to engage in the network that you're on. Mm. You've got to be customer centric. You've got to give it time, right? Mm. And you've got to base your content and how you help people and help people with that content. Yeah. So that is you. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I always, I did a lot of training with um, maybe solopreneurs and they're, they don't realize that uh, social media is social, not selling media. Um, mm. And then the other point I keep saying to them, there's two facets. You have to be social on social. So, yes. you know, as you say, you your personality, how you treat others, you know, your input, 
all comes across by how you engage and what you say mm-hmm. to your, you know, as you say, if you don't reply back to the comments and you, as you say, you post a ghost, it's not going to work, you know? And they wonder it's then, not oh, okay. I'm not getting, no, I'm not getting anything from this. Um, and then they just mm-hmm. want to start pumping money into ads thinking that's the, the next thing <laughs> they should be doing. And I'm going, no, mm-hmm. you need a really solid organic digital footprint, something mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. that people get to know, like, and trust. Exactly. And it's the relationship side of things. And that's what people don't recognize and the power of commenting. And it's not just about your own content. And that's another error that I think that people make is like, you've got to get in there. You've got to spend Mm. time. You've got to invest in the network with the people. Having a direct messaging strategy that can work and having a list of people that you want to build relationships with and Mm. working that list. So it's about being intentional. And I find that a lot of people are, you know, they're just, they're just, it's like a drive-by social. Like they're just shooting, spraying and praying and hoping it's going to work. And it's like, no, this requires work. This is not, you're not pulling out an ad on TV or in a magazine. This is holding and remove anything that you thought. If if you've been doing that is like, you got to rethink your effort. Yeah. So like for, say, somebody who's maybe starting out, you know, maybe they're a new business, um, you know, and they want to create the personal brand, what Mm -hmm. would you suggest is a good starting point for them? The starting point that I work with all my clients and, and because I believe that especially as professionals, especially as business owners, even if your business belongs on Instagram right? Mm-hmm. Even if that's where you belong, but we're talking now at the personal brand reflecting, uh, representing the business. And that's really mm-hmm. where I stay. Um, I think it's important to do the work first, as far as just creating that credible digital presence on LinkedIn, that profile mm-hmm. so that they truly have a better understanding of how to articulate how it is they help. They need to have that language. And I find a lot of people don't have the language to share what they do and how they serve. Because once they've done that, once they truly get into that space, have done the work, done the positioning, what it allows them to do is as they are doing business on behalf of the business, Mm. it allows you to shortcut your credibility space. And what I mean by that is as they're connecting with people who would either be a referral partner, perhaps a client, perhaps whatever, even if your business is on Instagram, it could be a supplier, it could be whomever, but what you do is you give people the language to talk about you on LinkedIn, you, the business owner, and it builds up your credibility of why you're running this business. So when you can frame your awesome, and that really is articulating what it is you do and how you serve, and you can center that into who you are, Mm -hmm. it allows you to build out from there, especially again, we're at the personal brand level. So that's where I think that most businesses, especially when they're beginning, Mm-hmm. They are the business, whether it's a product or a service, they are the business, especially at the small business level. So they're doing business on behalf of business. And that's how you can accelerate the trust, accelerate that connection, accelerate the credibility, because you are, you are literally influencing how people would think about you. So I, I recommend strategies of like, when you connect with somebody, when you meet with somebody, connect them with them on LinkedIn, because mm. what you're doing is you're just reminding them because they'll look at your profile 
And if your yeah. profile there, the only people who read your profile are the people who are interested in, in you. Most people just read your headline, which is very important, but the people who read the about sections, cause they're going to do business with you or thinking about it. So that you can do, you get off a phone call with somebody. It was great talking to you today. Let they connected here on LinkedIn. Yeah. Or you have a meeting with a bunch of people next week. Why not prime the pump by saying, I'm looking forward to our meeting on Friday, but in the meantime, let's get connected here. Because now you walk into that Zoom call and everybody already knows what you bring to the table because you've taken the time to articulate it. And now you've given them the language to speak about you. Mm. And to influence what they think about you yeah. and influence the credibility. And it accelerates the conversation and the business opportunity that way. It's funny, actually, because I've had a few connections lately uh, on LinkedIn and uh, I go in and I go, oh, it's great to meet you here. Thanks for connecting. And more times than not, they, I think they're a bit shocked because then they come and go, well, I better reply back here. You know, and yes, yes. it's like, oh my God, somebody's talking to me, <laughs> you know? Um, Absolutely. And yeah. It's not just connect and walk away. You, you know, mm-hmm. go that extra mile and make the effort to have a conversation and make the person see that you are the person, not just this LinkedIn profile or Twitter exactly. profile. Yeah. And you want to level up your game, send them a voice note. Oh. That is game changing. Philip does something one better. Go on, Philip. A video? I do a video. <laughs> I do all your own video, you know? Yes. Um, but no, I think you're exactly right, Chair. Like, I think so. Like myself and Emer, we found early on, because we're both kind of a sort of people persons, uh, yeah. but something that we kind of felt straight away was that, which I think a lot of business sometimes forget when it comes to digital and social, is that people still want to do business with people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it might be through an interactive digital channel, but, you know, when you say, thank you for the follow or listen, it's great to connect. It's amazing what that does as opposed to the generic or no thank you or no response, you know. Exactly. And I suppose that sort of kind of, when you say look at potentially with maybe some of your your high-end clients who maybe are want to drill down into, say, personal branding strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, you've mentioned mm-hmm. about goals. Is there other components that you would then kind of look at? Okay, we set our goals we've set, say, the type of content that we feel aligns with who you are. Is there other kind of mechanics that you tend to look at as well? Yes. So um, one of the things that I look at, even in that, that content space, is where's the first is identifying what content do they naturally shine in first, right? And I call that anchor content. So mm. that means that's where you're going to put the energy and effort into producing that content. Because when you create that content, what you can do is remix it. And that, you know, that's what the cool kids say. Everybody else says repurposing. I, I, I think I'm cool. So I say remixing. You're cool, sure. We're going with remixing. <laughs> exactly. We're remixing. Well, that's that's yeah. the yeah. term of the day. That's exactly. So you remix that content. DJ share in the house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, for example, my, my content that I love more than anything else and that I have less barriers in production for me. So it's identifying that with my clients. Mm-hmm. Is for me is live programming. 
And because it just forces me to show up, it forces me, I don't have editing on the back end for the original show. I have to get everything ready in advance, but I'm there and I've made an appointment with my audience that I'm going to be there at a certain time. And it just, it just, for me, I thrive in that space. But once I've put the time, effort, and energy into creating the best show I possibly can, now I have all these sub components that I can pull out and remix so that having that strategy of anchor content and then what can you remix out of it and sometimes it's just a quote sometimes it's a clip sometimes it's a checklist sometimes whatever it is that Mm. you can create multiple pieces of content and continue the conversation because where I think that people fall short is they don't continue the conversation in different formats on things that they are an expert on and Mm. if you've done the work in your anchor piece, the thing that doesn't require as much effort as, for example, Ymir, I know that for you, like that whole video thing is is struggle city for you. (laughs) So what you could do, for example, is find yourself on other people's videos for now, right? Yeah. You are you are out there and then you can remix those other, you're on other people's platforms. So OPP, other people's platforms, and then you can take that, you can pull out quotes from there. You can pull out some of the things that you shared. You can pull out a clip so Mm. that you can leverage other people's platforms to, to remix and create content that not only serves yourself, but also serves the person who invited you as a guest onto their platform. Yeah. Yeah. I have actually, I have have something coming up. um, I'm going to be uh, involved in, which is I think next week. Um, But I think it's nicer to do any kind of video with someone else rather than on your own, because you're going to go and, okay, you could lose your train of thought or you might get the nerves come over you. Um, you, you look so like, you look like you never get nervous. So, um, I commend you on that. I don't know what your trick. Yeah. Yeah. You you must have, I must, must get a few tips off you on that. But, um, and also I can't believe I'm saying this. It's great working with Philip, uh, even though there's terrible jokes, but, um, I, I, as he said earlier, we're both people, persons, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's, it's easier to do it with someone as opposed to doing it on your own. Absolutely. And what you could do, because I'm just thinking like in your case, so you're on somebody else's show, you said something really brilliant on somebody else's show, you could do an intro video and be like, hey, last week I was on this show and I was talking about this and I think it's really important. Check out this clip. Right. And then you take that Mm. clip and then on the back end, then you say, and that's why I think this is so important. I created a downloadable checklist. So if you want to check it out, um, there's a link below, whatever, but see that way it takes the pressure off of you having to, you know, format like this perfect video, but you're using a clip from somewhere else, which also gives you the credibility that somebody else asked you and your expertise to be on that show. Mm. Right. So What I do with my clients to get back to Philip's question is really finding out what, where do they thrive? What's the best place? And then how can we remix this content? Um, Another important area outside of content is really having a target list, Mm. an intentional list of relationships and people. And that, that is a moving target list. Absolutely. But people you need to grow relationships with in order to convert opportunity and opportunity doesn't necessarily mean client opportunity could be guesting on a show opportunity Mm. could be speaking at an event opportunity could be to to be a guest blogger or you're writing your book or whatever whatever it is and of course opportunity could directly mean client oh yeah i know so (laughs) it's having a list of let's say 25 people 
that you are working that list so that every day or every, however, what your social intervals are, is you're maybe touching two of those 25 people every day and you work your rotation. Because now when you're getting online, what I want people to do is be more intentional with their time online mm. and the, th- the activities they can do. So that's building the intimate relationships. And then the other piece of the strategy is making sure that they show up in the newsfeed in a credible way. Because Mm. what a lot of people don't recognize is commenting, especially if they're not content creators and they just don't want to. And that's fine because not everybody is a creator. And we have to be, we have to give people the permission to be like, no, that's not me. And I don't want to. Mm -hmm. But where you create micro content is with your thought leadership in replying to comments or replying to posts. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. can truly showcase who you are and how you serve in those spaces. And then your profile, regardless of what network you're on, your profile is designed to back up that comment with the credibility of how you've articulated what it is you do and how you serve. Funny, Twitter R's are very good for that. They know you go in and you comment and you engage and people go, oh, who's this? God, that's something really interesting that that person said. So um, that's why I love Twitter because, you know, um, you can engage a little bit more maybe than you would maybe on other platforms. So I do agree with you on what you're saying there, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the final thing is really about adding to your network. So we've got engagement, we've got content, we've got intentional relationships, Mm. but building a network that makes sense, building a network that works. Mm. So being proactive about connecting with people, ABC, always be connecting, right? Building Mm -hmm. that network, thinking about what it is, who do I need to be connected to in order to accomplish my goals? right? Mm -hmm. Who is an amplifier in my network? So it's not always direct connects. Who's an amplifier for me? So that if I, for example, you can find very socially active people in your network that you can comment and be a part of their community, then all of a sudden it expands your community. So people who comment on my show and are part of the live audience or even the the replay of the audience, they are now building, I'm providing a platform for them to have a conversation with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a lot of those people in your network who do produce good content because you're not a content producer, you can still amplify your personal brand, build your credibility by in the comments and having a credible digital presence or profile online. Way to go there. And so you guys can see like the difference between <laughs> yeah, yeah. that personal branding strategy yeah. that requires all the co- content mm-hmm. and then people who need another strategy for just their presence. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. We're lost for words, Philip. (laughs) Yeah. I bet you it's all wrong all these years, Cher. (laughs) I don't think you have at all. No, 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 no. no. But I suppose this is more kind of leading to what you were going to ask, Emer. I suppose that's where then people make mistakes because Mm. those two kind of those two elements confused. Um, and they get so intimidated. Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm much more of a conversational person than, than getting up in front of the video camera and all that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, as I said earlier, I, li- I like Twitter hours because I love having a little bit of fun and chatting, but having your serious conversations too. Um, maybe people don't realize, you know, that you, you don't have to be all serious all the time. You know, uh, you can let loose a little bit. But are, are people out there making the mistake you have to stay always on the one tone to keep your personal brand? You know, would that be some sort of a mistake or are you allowed to be a little bit more relaxed? 
I think you definitely need to stay within the, what is authentic to you? So Mm. for some people, they have not got, they have not arrived at the place where they are truly comfortable. So that means keep working at it. It takes time to be comfortable with who you are. And because the reason why is because there's a fear to it. And there's a legitimate fear of saying, if I am truly myself, I may not get the opportunity. I may cut down business. And there is that, but then it's also recognizing because it's, that's a reality. If there are certain things that if I say online, which I choose not to have a voice in certain areas, even though I'm passionate about, I'm also being strategic about. But mm. then, and I have to recognize that, and I have to reconcile that personally. Am I okay mm. with staying silent in certain areas? And mm. then recognizing the areas that I can't stay silent in. So from a political perspective, social yes. and all that stuff, it's recognizing how to, and you know, I try to find ways find to, the balance, to yeah. find the yeah. balance and, and yeah. run up to the line. you know, and still be true to myself. But at the end of the day, um, the advice that I would have for people is as long as if someone could ask you about your tweet or your post um, in a corporate setting at, um, you know, in a Zoom call or when, you know, when we really truly get back to what we knew as business, um, you know, face to face and they could ask you or challenge you about it, you're okay with it. That is, that's when you've arrived. And it really is. And one thing that I recognize so early in my career, I worked in broadcasting and I learned to be myself on camera. So what you see is what you get. This is how I am with my clients. This is how I am on my show. What you're hearing right now, that's what you get with share. Like that's literally, but I know that it took time to get there. I also know that I'm in my mid to almost late forties. So I really, know who I am now. And that mm. takes time. Oh, right? sure. Only that I'm sitting down, I would have fallen down with that comment. <laughs> yeah. I would have to the party chair. To well, you. well, you know, the saying is you can only be yourself because everyone else is taken, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Unless um, you can be Batman, then always be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually, do you know, it's, it's a funny you mentioned there because uh, mm. you mentioned uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk. And, I, and, and I love watching uh, his use, the, the Daily V and stuff. Mm-hmm. But myself and Nima, we've met a number of different people and we've also seen online people who try to be Gary V. They feel that they have to be, say, hosting 24 hours a day and that mm. if you're not dropping an F-bomb in, on your on your speech, that no, no, that's the wrong way. And mm. I think that it's just probably another thing that you probably see people trying to be something they're not. Yeah, that uh, to be successful, I should be like this. Mm-hmm. But actually, really, you can be successful just being yourself. Or, right. Mm. Um, one of the things that I've helped people work through their struggles with it, because I've only struggled with it myself. So it's like, I know. You get um, it. For example, yeah, absolutely. So for example, with video, they're afraid that, you know, oh, they're going to see me and, the, you know, they can't carefully crop out certain areas that they're not particularly proud about how they look or whatever. But it's like, if I put you in front of your ideal client, because they're basically saying, um, you know, I look too heavy or I look too skinny or I look too this, I look too that, I don't look pretty enough or whatever. And it's one of those things where it's like, if I put you in front of your ideal client, can you help them? Mm. They already know what you look like. They know what you look like and the angles that you can't see. So stop worrying about it's I, and it's easier said than done. Stop worrying what, what about what you look like, and rather than saying stop worrying about that, know that they already know what you look like, and that would not stop them from working with you if you can validate and show them how you can help them, and also they connect with your personality. 
like I like I suppose you know something that you mentioned there, share uh, particularly on the cold content side, and you're spot on is this whole element of consistency as well. You know, in showing up and being there, and you mm-hmm. do this brilliantly with your own show. Um, mm. You know, when someone is trying to get real momentum with their personal brand, you know, mm-hmm. consistency, yes, is a huge thing because you have to show up. You know, yeah, is that correct? And is there other things to help people? You know, to get momentum, it is about showing yes. up and being true to yourself, etc. So that's why I really subscribe to the idea of creating anchor content, the stuff that Mm. you can actually create easiest. And it it may all be hard for you, but it's the easiest piece that you actually love doing because it Mm. allows you to show up. Um, There may be things that you have to put in play so that it's accountability pieces, for example. So Mm. for me, it's like telling people I broadcast at a certain time every week, expect me. I've just made a date. I call that appointment-based content where I have Mm -hmm. made a date. And when I started my show, before I did my live show, I had a weekly series called Just Ask Share. Now it's Just Ask Share Live. But, and it was, I used to say, every Thursday, new videos every Thursday. And when I didn't post, I got notes because I made sure that I... Where were you, Cher? Yeah, what happened? (laughs) Is everything okay? (laughs) So that's what I did. And then when I really slid into the live content, which is something where I thrive in. I've worked, but my earliest career was in sports broadcasting. I worked in basketball and the pre and post game show. So I know how to produce live content. I've been on air for, for shows here in Mm. Canada, but also it's just one of those things where it's like, this is really forces me to perform. So having that, that content that works for me, some people, again, podcasts, you guys do it, you're on it. Um, But another way, in addition to the content piece, which is important, but not absolutely necessary for everyone. um, The other piece is forcing yourself to show up in the network. What I would say is focus on your money network. Because sometimes what happens is we focus too broad. We're all over the place Mm. where if 90% of your, of 90% of your opportunities come from one network, right? Focus there and then use the other networks as tools. Mm. And that takes a little bit of pressure off and it creates a space that you want to be because when you spend more time in a network, the algorithm also adapts to your, what you like, and it will create a better experience as well as having the relationships when you're spread too thin Mm-hmm. You, it's like, it's all a chore. It's yeah. all, I got to, as opposed yeah. to, I get to, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And it's a big difference. That's actually, yeah, that's actually a really good phrase, you know, um, mm. because, uh, you know, everyone's time poor and you just go, oh, I have to get this done. And yeah. it becomes yeah. sort of like negative and your vibe and your motivation goes down. And mm. then, you know, you say to people, you know, oh, I couldn't care anymore, you know, and then they mm-hmm. just, that's it. You know, um, what do you do for people? What would you say to rebuild? If you've got to that point and then you want to go, oh, mm-hmm. all right, you had a good night's sleep and you wake up and you think I need to do something now. I need to, what, how am I going to rebuild my personal brand? You know, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Yes. One of the things that as you, as you're looking forward, you've got to look back what are the transferable skills that you're bringing with you from your, as you're rebuilding, as you are mm. trying to, if you are, especially if you're transforming into something new, you're shifting from one area to the next, what we all can have the same title. We can all have social media trainer, mm. but then there are very specific things that we leverage that 
created our journey to this point. Yeah. So for me, I worked in broadcasting and I worked in communications and PR and, and I leveraged that as a part of how I specialize specifically in that personal mm. brand for business. So that makes me different. So even if I have to pivot, I'm looking at, well, what informs what I do and making sure you bring that story along with you in that framing because that will then... Um, help you to articulate what you're doing now. Mm. The other thing that you need to take a look at is usually when people get to that point that you described is because they're stretched too thin. Mm -hmm. It's always, it's almost always that in my experience, they're just trying to do too much and either they don't have the help, they don't have the support team because most entrepreneurs don't have that level of support. So it really is getting back to basics Mm. and investing in your money network. So whatever that network is where you are going to have more conversations where the culture of the network allows you to talk about what it is you do in a way that will allow you to convert, Mm. convert relationships convert customers, convert, like just convert credibility. It just depends. So for some people, again, that could be Twitter. Some people could be Instagram. And of course, in that B2B corporate space, uh, obviously LinkedIn is that Mm -hmm. primary money network. So I say, it's like, don't worry about the rest. What you can do is what I, what I have people do is I call it a redirect strategy. So if you were everywhere, Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't want to like all of a sudden stop. Well, what you can do is you can create the interim post and and update your bio by basically saying, you know, we're not really active over here right now on Twitter, but definitely connect with me over on LinkedIn where the action is. So you're sending people to where the conversation is and you're no longer dating your, your profile on whatever network with Mm. the last post. You're letting them know, here's where I am. And, you know, you could be like, because, and then you're turning those other networks into tools to support the main network. So like, for example, we still know that when there's a speaking opportunity um, or a media opportunity, they're still going to Twitter as your Twitter handle first. That's just how the media works. Mm. So you can be live tweeting and use Twitter as a tool, Mm -hmm. right? And, Mm -hmm. And be there and then redirect back to where the action's at. So this then gives you that sense that if you're not using Facebook anymore because you don't find that the effort gets the response required Mm. and you bring so much effort to get one client as opposed to putting less effort and and enjoying the experience and getting a lot more clients you go where 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 the effort is and you direct people that way makes Mm. sense um share we are starting to come to the close we have time Mm. for two more questions myself and Emer, we're going to take it in turns it's been fantastic (laughs) i like i've learned so much Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on share so thanks for taking the time um I suppose talking about personal branding or the social mm-hmm. credibility, uh, the social, I suppose, building social proof. What are your thoughts on, say, companies and potentially looking at personal branding strategies or or social influence strategies for employees that could represent the brand? Oh, Philip, you just gave me a gift. <laughs> I... <laughs> that's, that's what Philip means. The giver Thank of... <laughs> you. Giver of... <laughs> and let me tell you, this is where especially 
corporations need to be going or even small businesses with employees. They need to be leveraging the brands of their, the personal brand, people at the personal brand level mm. to co-create content with. Because like what we start is funny how it's all full circle. We're tired of ads. We don't, social media is mm. not about ads, but if you can create value-based content. So making sure that all of your employees have a credible digital presence right and then those then from those ones who are the socially active employees who are the employees that you can start to and then develop a brand co-create a brand with like this is our this is our leader this is our subject matter expert in this this is somebody who has a lot of relationships and starting to get insight into culture when you co-create with your your employees you um, you showcase culture of the company. So that will also um, not only let customers know what type of company you are, also potential talent mm. of coming to that. So you attract talent. Yeah. You also, when you're creating and co-creating with your employees, you retain your talent because mm. they feel like they're part of it. Yeah. Also the same co-creation. So there's all these benefits. You are, you can, you can improve sales by having better content that is real, that is not just what we've seen in the past. So this is something that is such a powerful strategy that, again, having making sure that they show up credible, because one thing that companies do, I see it all the time, they'll go and feature an employee, but then when I go look them up, it's like, oh, like it's either they look like they're looking for a job or there's just yeah. nothing there. And it's like, that's a wasted opportunity when you can showcase the awesome that you have on your team. Yeah. It makes a huge amount of sense because one of our previous guests, um, Neil Schaffer came on mm -hmm. and talked about the, the power of um, influence mm -hmm. and, uh, and very much about that the power of the employee can be yes. influencers. You know? so, uh, yes. So that makes a lot of sense, Cher. Uh, you're so right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my last question, unfortunately, for today. I can't believe it's over now. I God, that's a word of the time go. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should do a two-hour show. Um, <laughs> but um, is there anything that comes to mind for you, Cher, that, you know, when it comes to personal branding, who would be doing it really well, you know? Um, I like Neil Schaefer. I like Paul C. Brunson. I think he has a great brand and he's been able to, to play in multiple spaces and he creates value-based content. He's, he's built a tribe over the years. So Paul C. Brunson was originally known as Oprah's matchmaker oh, and he nice. leveraged. Yep. And this is about seven years ago. It's funny because I had, um, another show online, one of my, cause I've been playing in the live stream space for a while. So I had a show called the Lorian Share Show, Hacking Into Awesome. And I met him when he had maybe 15,000, which was a big number back then, mm. um, Facebook um, followers in, on his page. And he has just been using social media to create an empire. He, it was a matchmaking company, then he wow. sold it, and he's gone into business consulting. And then he also created an opportunity in the UK to work on this, this relationship dating um, reality TV show. So he's a big superstar, but he still is able, what he's done effectively well is create value-based content for his entrepreneur following, his mm -hmm. dating and relationship space as well, and mm -hmm. his investor following. So he's been doing, and he's in, he's been, you know, New York Times, the, uh, like all of the major entrepreneur forums, mm -hmm. all of them as a paid consultant, not as someone who paid to, <laughs> to, wow. to show up. Yeah. So yeah. he 
he's yeah. he's phenomenal and he's just continued to create opportunity through his personal brand and he knows who his tribe is and he's mm. built uh, content that really serves his tribe. So I would say Paul C. Brunson, look him up. He's fantastic. And he's who um, is doing it well. Wow. And a close second yourself, Cher. Yes. Oh, well, thank You're you. You're rocking it. Rocking it on the <laughs> oh, social, Cher. Rocking yeah, it on the social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, Cher, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been it's been fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed the chat. Um, if people want to find out more about you, where would you like to send them? The best place to connect with me is definitely on LinkedIn. So just yeah. search Cher Jones or search the hashtag just ask Cher. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at ITS. So it's Cher Jones. Um, connect with me. I always send people instead of sending someone to a website, which is like a, I believe a dead end for most people because they're not looking to buy. They're just looking to, to look. Um, whereas when you can send somebody to your social, it gives mm-hmm. you the opportunity to connect. So I would love for you to connect with me. I'm very active on, especially LinkedIn and Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Those are, especially my personal profile. I'm really super connected there. So please connect. I look forward to, and let it, let me know who sent you because yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> we sent them. We sent yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, those let's get socialers on the radio. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, Emer, you know, it's been a great show, hasn't it? You enjoy it? It's just went too fast. Yeah. So, um, Cher, please come back. And we'll Absolutely. Do- We'd love to get you back definitely yeah. in the New Year, Cher. Thank you. I'd love to be back. There's lots yeah. to talk mm. about. Oh, yeah, Brilliant. definitely. Well, I suppose all I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on Dublin South FM's website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And until next Friday at 2 p.m., I've been Philip Twyford with The Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And we'll see you next time for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.